0: Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast, a show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts. The owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler, Black rank and Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion. And of course, 2018 Self-Defense Instructor of the Year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Fraz Azal. Joined by his co-host, Omar Oswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now.
1: Welcome to another episode of Two Arabs in a Podcast. I'm your host, Amal Aswet, joined by Velas Adab. And today we have another great episode. Uh, By the way, heads up, we're smoking hookah in the background for authenticity of um, the Eastern show that goes really well with the vodka and whiskey we got. So excuse the
2: sound in the background. If you hear the rumbling, it's not Omar's stomach. He's not hungry. <laughs> He's always hungry, but it's not. Not we, today. We should
3: have had Arak. <laughs> <before> <laughs> exactly. ethnicity, but to we got
2: Also, when you hear the brrrrr, rumbling, this is not an AK going off. <laughs> exactly. There's nobody planting some IED or any shit going yeah, on. Do not call 911. We are very peaceful. Three Middle Easterners are sitting here
1: and going to discuss politics. I mean, I mean, two Arabs and a Jew walked into a room. The only thing they killed was the bottle. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that got killed. Uh, but today we're talking about politics because obviously two Arabs on a podcast, and we have Sam who's joining us, uh, thankfully from Israel, who uh, graciously agreed to be on the podcast. And 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 today we're discussing politics, so we're apologizing in advance if anybody gets triggered or uh, butthurt about anything that we do say.
3: This will be offensive.
1: This will be definitely more offensive than the usual podcast. So if you are, uh, can't handle it, then I would suggest turning off the whatever device you're listening to and go do something else. But uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict been going on for what eighty years now, 60, 70 years since nineteen forty-eight. No, yeah, no. Seems like it's more than, than that, that. But uh,
3: the, the newer generation started there. The, the Arab-Israeli conflict is started officially in the nineteenth century. In the,
1: yeah, exactly. So it started back then, and it's been going for a while. And there's a lot of myth and 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 theories and misconceptions about the conflict of who's in conflict with who. And especially in the U S the media doesn't cover it very well. And, um, even the Middle Eastern media, I feel like a lot of times is very narrow in terms of they're too afraid to offend somebody. So they keep it very politically correct. So they don't discuss things in in details. Um, like I personally, when I, I was, when I was in Iraq at the time, you cannot even mention anything that says the word Israel on the news. Um, so you cannot even mention that, like even in the news, if they're reporting about something that related to Israel, they cannot use the word Israel in the reporting. They just refer to the country that's like, here's on the map, this is happening. And it happens to that. And it's it's interesting to see that. Um, I personally, my dad worked for the government in Iraq at the time. Um, so that, like in just knowing from my dad, like even when I was in school, I was in a British school. My dad literally warned me. He goes, by the way, if you say hello to the Israeli delegate and there's a picture of you guys, we'll both be hanged next day by the Iraqi government. So it, it was that bad. But I think a lot of times, and that's the purpose of this podcast, to debunk these myths and then tell people we're not actually
2: at war with anybody. And well, here's true. the thing, I mean, Omar, uh, okay. Well, I gotta explain something to our audience uh, to make this a little bit clear about, uh, we get locked mm-hmm. as the word Arab or Muslims or that. Some you're very educated in this, plus you being in the Middle East, you understand that. There's a difference between, I don't know, um, you might have a better way of explaining it, honestly, Umar, but when they say Arab, Muslims, it, we get lumped. The word, first of all, Muslims or Muslims, let's be honest, do they understand this goes from the Middle East? To Africa, to, but first of all, the Middle East is in the continent of Asia. Before everybody can think that, by the way, Assam, I'm, I'm being serious. You're educated here. By the way, us martial artists have college degrees. So before you guys, you idiots think we're just a bunch of fucking meatheads. Uh, all three of us here have degrees. And literally, a lot of us martial arts are educated. Sorry, I'm ranting. But, um, Assam understand and Omar understand, there's no continent called the Middle East. No, there's not. If we're, we're a part of Asia. And they think all of us, excuse my French, um, it might be a wrong way to say it, but they think we're all like yellow and slant eyes, that's what the word Asia is. No, we are considered Asians. (laughs) If we go by content,
3: right, Sam? Well, we're, we're now considered part of Europe. But that's because we were rejected from Asia. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) and that sucks. sucks. (laughs) So, anyway, so to go to this,
2: and when you talk about Arabs, um, where I am originally, my heritage is from, my my parents, because I was born here, but I also am from uh, there, we're from the Gulf, which is Saudi Arabia, Iraq, uh, Kuwait, United Emirates, um, Iran. I don't know if they're part of it, but anyway, (laughs) before uh, I forget our Persian friends. (laughs) But yeah, that's a problem. Um, A lot of countries, the demographic have changed right now, as we said. And I will discuss this now and the back. When Umar said we can't even mention Israel, there was a time if... um, And this is not me, this is not my family, this is not because I'm saying of my friend, but Samuel understands my background, who my grandmother is. Umar has also been educated, lived abroad, lived in Austria, comes from, a, you know, his father. Your dad is an ambassador yeah. uh, during that time. Um, this is a different story to us and different. But literally, there is places like Israel in the Arab and Middle East is considered the boogeyman. <laughs> like if, uh, and I will say this bluntly, we we have, uh, um, uh, you know, we're not politically correct right here. Today, uh, this month is considered the month of Ramadan, right? Yes. Okay. Some people think it's a problem. Me and Sam sitting at each other. It's like, holy fuck, you're in Ramadan and sitting by uh, an Israeli. I was like, it's Ramadan and you're drinking. What is the difference? I'm, I, I'm confused. But anyway, Ramadan. so it's, it's a, uh, the best way to put it. It was a political game that has been played and embedded in generations down there. And the reason we're doing this podcast, we want so to honestly uh, uh, to disclose it's bullshit. And the problem is the United States, and with all due respect to our audience, they're very ignorant. And it's not being as uh, an insult. You are ignorant because of the media. You are ignorant because who is in the political field playing it for political games? Mm-hmm. And it has put us as a culture against each other in a- you guys' vision. In all honesty, you'll be surprised, and I'm going to leave this actually more to Sam uh, to start discussing, what is the real relationship of uh, the Israeli Arabs... Uh, And and it can go, you'll be amazed. I think just to add up to it before we go to Sam,
1: the the Arab world is very big. So when you say the world Arab, people assume certain ethnicity or certain color. But yet there's Africans who are Arab, technically. Uh, Technically, they're Arab, but Egypt is in Africa. Technically, they're still Arabs. Uh, you know, Sudan is an Arab country, but they're black, uh-huh. wise. So things like that, I can't understand Algerian or Moroccan or Libyan, but they're still Arab. So the word Arab is too significant. What? You have countries like Lebanon, which majority is Christian, and then you have countries like Saudi Arabia, which is majority Muslim. So you have countries, but they're both Arab, and and you're you're looking at me like I'm
3: crazy. No, um, the one question I have, I don't have an answer. I know, I know, and maybe I'm misinformed. That in Lebanon the Christians are a minority. I didn't know there are their majority. Depends where Beirut is a majority Christian. Well, yes, it depends on city. South but is- if you look at the country as it as a country, I know the Christians are a minority. Not a small minority, mm-hmm. not not like five percent. Yeah, I mean, competitive. they are still a minority, but depends on the city. But as far as I know, that mostly in Muslim country. Now just because you said that let, let's clarify that and again <laughs> we mentioned this Um, th- th- this is kind of funny just because to explain to whoever is listening we have a Saudi which he hates when I call him Saudi which is part of the reason I call him Saudi <laughs> and you uh, and then Iraq uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I my... sitting from one side of the table and me as the Israeli on the other side of the table mm-hmm. now I'm as, I'm less of a Jew than Frost is Muslim, but yeah. you know, that just me uh, talking shit about religion, which oh, I, I don't think we're gonna rant about religion, but let's hope that, that doesn't get to there. I'm an atheist. I'm actually an anti-theist. I don't see just that I, I'm not a believer. I look at all religions, regardless of monotheistic, polytheistic, whatever as a bad thing, but that's just me. But in the begin as as to mention this, we have essentially two Arabs on one side of the table, me as an Israeli with a Jewish heritage on the other side of the table, and as I said, I'll be the, the the voice of reason in this discussion.
2: This is crazy, by the way, we're putting an Israeli Jew as the voice of reason in front of us. Just uh, call me
3: an Israeli, don't call me a Jew. Uh, Jewish okay. heritage, I don't mind if
2: you You just Jewish called this Saudi. But anyway, yeah, how are we going? This is already Fair starting. Enough. It started, the war started. Uh, hey, cut Fair down enough. on the
3: whiskey on him, by the way, he's violent. <laughs> so anyways, if what's an Arab and what's a Muslim, Arab is a region, Muslim is a religion. Exactly. Arab comes from the Arab Peninsula. If you come from the Arab Peninsula, then you're an Arab. If you are a Muslim, that's your religion. If you're in Pakistan and you're a Muslim, that doesn't make you an Arab. That makes you a Pakistani Muslim. Pretty much, exactly. In Africa, yes, let's look at Egypt, the 20th century, 21st century Egyptians. They're from Arab descent. That means their heritage comes from the Arab Peninsula. If you look at the guys that were living there during the Pharaohs, during the times of the pyramids, etc. They were Africans. They were not Arabs. They were not Muslims. They were completely 100% Ethiopians. During the Arab conquests that came from the Arab Peninsula, then yes, an Arab population came through the Middle East to Africa, settled in all, all all those areas. If you are an Arab in Africa, that means your heritage comes from the Arab Peninsula. If you're a Muslim, that has nothing to do with where your people originally descended Thank from. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because here they just label us all Muslims. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like Which it, is- and it's... And oh my God, so many times when we go out, so many, and and some, I'm being serious, like now lately, because, uh, you know, I'm becoming more in the public, eye. it's not something to brag, but we get these people talking to us, especially now that the podcast and the questions. So how is it being a Muslim? I'm like, what is this shit about being a Muslim? Is this a race? We are just born out, hey, I'm a Muslim. I don't understand it. It's just like, I'm trying to understand the, as much I've spent college here, as much I've did education, I've been around. It's, I'm still me as a person. I could, both of you could be different than me. I get confused about that term. When they address me, like, uh, to be honest with you, um, I've been on Fox News and NBC a few times. Mm-hmm. Literally, honestly, Sam, you won't believe this. He knows. They will talk to me before we go live and ask me, how do you want us to address you? I was like, cross us up? Yeah, what else? like, you know, like, you race Muslim? I was like, what is the race is Muslim? It's a religion. Band. You know, like I make fun of Sam, I don't know, the Jew. But that's not a race. I'm being honest with you. It's a joke. It's not if a race. us, we're joking. Yes. yes. And sometimes I have to correct myself when I joke with him. And it's not unsold to my friend and my brother. But the people around us, when they hear us, do you think it is a race thing or a racial? So I'm like, oh my god! No, exactly.
1: But
3: we already talked about this in our first podcast. Not all Arabs are Muslims, and not all Muslims are Arabs. I gotta say this though. Just, I'm I'm sorry for cutting you off, Omar. Just because Frost mentioned this, uh, one of the few heroes I have in my life, and he passed away, I believe, in 2011. Christopher Hitchens. I believe he said that. It may have been Richard Dawkins, but as they said. Human beings, when we talk about race, we have one race when it comes to homo sapiens, human beings. If you look at dogs, dogs have a greater variety between races than human beings. Very true. We are all the fucking same race. There is no difference in race regardless of your color. If we were dogs, we would all be Labradors. Golden, yeah. like there we go. black Labradors, blonde Labradors, we will all be the fucking same dog. Exactly. Golden Retriever, black Retriever, we will be the same race. We don't have enough variety to be considered a different race. I am biased. I hope we're all bulldogs. No. Sorry. And snother on and <laughs> No, but,
0: but, but it's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> very, it's very I true. Like I, it's very true. But I, I feel like a lot of times conflicts start because people don't know each other. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and and when you start yeah. distancing it's yourself from other people. Uh, let's say if you're born on an island or born in the south in a small town that you've never seen a black person before, you might have different ideas and, and judgment towards this person becomes. Once you meet a person, you're like, okay, cool. They drink the same, they eat the same food, they drink the same drinks, and we're all interested in the same shit. And at the end of the day, we're very similar. And that's, I think, a lot of times that people assume there's a quiet division between Israelis and Arabs, but at the end of the day, we cuss a lot, we drink a lot, and we all
2: chase women the same exact way. So it's not very, very different. Uh, I don't know. Some people go sniff panties. I don't. <laughs> Sorry. I, so that's, not a middle, that's not a Middle
3: Eastern thing, by the way. <laughs>
2: Is that a, what is it?
3: Italian or white? That's not. That's. What <laughs> I gotta say, okay, a l- little bit of history and why I refer to this, and just to explain the Arab-Israeli conflict. Yeah. As I mentioned before. Actually, that's
2: what we should actually be yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah.
3: As I as I mentioned before in the previous podcast, I got my bachelor's degrees in Indiana, wonderful school, university of Ennisville. Love that place. One of my uh, wonderful experiences in life. Still have friends there. When I went to Evansville, first uh, year there, I went through summer school. And when we went through summer school, we switched from regular dorms. They shut down some of the dorms during the summer. And then you consolidate to the dorms that are working. There was a Lebanese guy in there, a guy from Lebanon. And oh boy, it was he triggered. We no no no. Okay. Here's the story. So we kind of saw each other. We never engage each other, which is fine. Mm. He knew I'm from Israel. I knew he's from Lebanon. We never engaged <laughs> Summer school started. We end up in the same dorm room that opens during the summer. We all. I mean, back then I smoked some cigars, and my roommate will smoke a cigar with me. We went downstairs. There was no smoking in the law lo- in the dorms. So we went outside and there was this guy from Lebanon and there was a bunch of other guys. Now, the year is 2000. History lesson. During the the first Lebanon-Israeli war of 82, Israel invaded Lebanon and stayed there for a good 18 years. The year to- 2000 comes around, forget about Everything before that, bottom line, the prime minister of Israel withdrew the troops from the southern border of Lebanon into the international border. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. As I said, we hang out. This is the year 2000, just a couple of months after Israeli withdrew from Lebanon. Mm. Summer summer school, so I assume it's uh, probably out of, fuck finals June of 2000, maybe July of 2000. We hang out there. Everybody leaves. I'm still smoking a stogie and he's smoking a cigarette. Everyone left. He's still there. We still haven't engaged. He comes, sits with me, offers me cigarettes. Sure, why not? First thing he tells me, Why the fuck did you leave? (laughs) You were there. You were policing the area. You had the southern Lebanese military of the day. I I, I will say something about that in a minute. They were policing the area. Everything was fine. Why the fuck did you leave? As soon as you left, everything went downhill. Now, that's what he said, not mentioning any names. But after that, you know, we became buddies. Who the fuck cares? We're living in the U.S. Everything was cool. In Evansville back in the day, I don't know what's going on now, right now over there, but there were a lot of people from the Emirates. There were a lot of people from Kuwait. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know a lot of them. Anyone that I did know were buddy of mine. We hang out. Some of them drank alcohol, we were drinking buddies, some of them didn't drink alcohol. We still chat, everything was cool. We had a lot of fun. We shit the shit, we had fun, we talked, we hanged out. The thing is, is when you look at it, the politics, the religion, all that stuff, it really changes when you go abroad. It really changes when you're trying to live your life and you're away from your family, you're away from the religion, you're away from the authority, and you just want to have fun and live your life. So the point of that story is that it's like we're human beings. If you want to hate, you're going to find an excuse to hate. If you're white and you're looking for an excuse to hate the blacks, that's easy. If you're white and you're looking... An excuse to hate Latinos, that's easy. If you're white, if you're Christian, and you want an excuse to hate Muslims, it's really easy. And all the everything I said, vice versa. If you're black and you want to hate on whites or Latinos or Muslims, real easy. The bottom line is if you're looking for a reason to hate, you will find it. Now, if you're looking for a reason to enjoy life, meet people, etc., that is cool. What are you looking for? If you're looking for a reason to hate, easy. If you're looking for a reason to engage people, hang out, learn a few things, that is cool. I can shoot the shits with frost all day long. We'll mm-hmm. make fun of each other 24 7. Fine, he'll call me a Jew, say that I'm cheap, etc. I'll call him a fucking coward. I- hold on,
2: okay, okay. I got to say, he's not a cheap fuck Jew. That's for once I changed. My grandma was cheap. But then again, that poor woman went through the Holocaust. So I understand. No, his, his hand is graceful, like 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 at we, we said, Arabs. But he's still a Jew.
3: Fucking asshole sometimes.
2: Anyway, continue on. I
3: will make fun of him. If I want to piss him off, I'll call him a Saudi. I know that will trigger him. That's cool.
0: But <laughs> what the hell? <laughs>
3: it's very easy. Hey, but we don't get triggered line. here. That, that, we leave that for the weakening people. I just get angry. There you go. So it's really easy. But the bottom line, if look you look at individuals, it's all bullshit. If you look at politics, then yes, I don't know too many politicians that got to be successful Actually looking for the common grounds. I know. Actually looking for what unites us. Nobody made a good political career or a religious career but by stating commonalities. You get big by going for bigotry. You get big by going for hostility, by saying who the fuck is going to try to hurt us. They're going for tribalism, and that is something that is ingrained in all human beings. So, if you're going for tribalism, if you're going to try to find a reason to hate someone, it's easy.
1: It is, and I think not to cut you off, but I think you're right. It's it's like it's the same exactly. Like to bring it back to our audience, it's like judging. It's like judging Americans for Obama's administration. Or judging Americans for Trump administration. Oh, for the fucking South! Exactly, you can't exactly judge an entire every person in Alabama for what their what their government or their elected officials are doing. And the exact same way, I can't judge you for what your government is doing. You can't judge me for what the Iraqi government is doing. Because then they the it doesn't mean I agree with them. It doesn't mean I agree with everything that the Iraqi government is doing or the American government is doing. And that's what it's easy to find differences, especially when there's division and you can't see the other person. Like I went to, in, to Italy in 2007, and prior to that, my dad worked for the Saddam Hussein government, was an ambassador. And in Iraq, as I said, just by saying, acknowledging Israel or being in the same room, that's punishable by death. And there's a damaged regime. When I went to 2007 and I'm in a bar talking to this guy, he seemed really cool or literally hitting on the same two girls. And I realized, oh, he's from Israel and he realized I'm from Iraq. And I'm like, oh, we actually are have a lot in common more than what we thought before. But before we didn't realize, he never met an Iraqi before, and I never met an Israeli before. So uh-huh. it was easy for us to imagine differences versus actually sitting in the same room and realizing similarities. And I think that's what causes conflict is because you don't know the other person. And it's, it's a successful thing by having schools, like the school I attended, where it brings different ethnicities. It's successful by, the US colleges are really good at that, by bringing different ethnicities and saying, hey, we're gonna bring all these guys, put them in a room, and so they're gonna realize they're really good, have a lot in common. And I, and the thing that personally I hate is generalizing. Uh, a lot of people generalize all- Especially are, here. Is generalizing here. All, like for example, where we just talked about all Arabs are Muslims and all Muslims are Arabs. For example, it's generalization. But the same way, you can't generalize all Iraqis are amazing people or are shitty people. I've seen Iraqis who are a piece of shits, and I've seen some amazing dudes. I've seen Israelis who are amazing, and I've seen also
2: a piece of shits. Yeah, I've seen big Christians. Uh, I've seen awful guys who are shits. Anything. Out you can America. see Christians
1: who are amazing and see Christians who are fucking raping kids. Uh-huh. It doesn't make it just by default, oh, just because you're under this umbrella, you're protected. And it's a red line. You can't cross and can't talk the same thing but the us is really good at generalizing it says if you if you support cops you can't call any cop bad why not i can be pro cops and still call bad cop uh, policing and say these guys are bad apples and the same way uh, i think that's when you start generalizing and start distancing yourself from causes issues and i think that the, what people need to realize in today's era that we're in 2019 <laughs> In the end of the day, we're both parties, whether you want to call it the Palestinians or the Israelis, want. in the end of the day, they want to live their life. Except the politicians, they just want to continue war.
3: Okay, so sorry for cutting you off, Omar, but I know timing is running short and this has been way too kumbaya. So please... Start asking me hard questions so we can start having okay. fucking fun here. Okay, I'm right, gonna right, get to Kumbaya the point.
2: Thing.
1: Let's go. I'm, I'm rolling my sleeves. Okay. So for the first question. Well, uh, sorry, Tika Felasa. Yeah. First question. There's a myth in the Arab world yeah. that think anything bad that happens, whether on individual level, government level, if, if the power goes off in Iraq. And then they're Israelis' fault. They cut it off. If a politician gets assassinated, it's immediately a blame on, on the Israeli government and the Israelis directly. Uh, same thing I've been watching the news and uh, this is the latest thing by the way which blows my mind it says the Israelis trained ISIS that's ISIS Israeli military so I was like okay the, that's, I
3: that's, had that's... a stupid okay okay you go first I
2: had a stupid fucking uncle that I disowned and he had to go cry to my family one day he shoots me at fucking Whatsapp you know our people on Whatsapp yeah. uh, <laughs> fuck that, that, that app isn't fuck I, I, I think uh, some of our American uh, audience is not educated on this app or some of them know What's up is our way to chat, uh, text, phone call, everything among for uh, foreign, uh, what, international? Yeah, yeah, anywhere
3: outside of the U.S. Yeah,
2: anywhere outside so yes, the U.S. The U.S. use it, but it's more not encrypted. till this jackass at Facebook if he doesn't fuck it up mm-hmm. again. Anyway, what is his name? Zubrik, whatever yeah. it is. Uh,
3: Zuckerberg, Come yeah. on, he's a Jew. Come on, be nice. <laughs> he is not a good Jew. Don't even start. He controls your world. Come yeah. on. So that's a problem. So now we can blame the- Israel for Facebook. That's Yes.
2: said. <laughs> <That's what laughs> See? 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 He said it. Here we go. So anyway, this I- imbecile, and this is a nice way to call him, sends me this text. Suddenly, in my cup, a Christmas tree popped up. Now, how the, you know what Makkah is made out of? Yeah, sand. Mountains and sand in the middle of the fucking most mountain dry area. I don't know how a cedar tree planted up. Look, God forbid, and God take these uh, Sahaina, which is the Israelis, um, planted this tree to convert us. I responded, I was like, you camel fucker, stop texting me. <laughs> of course, he went to the family, and yeah. I'm an infidel, and I'm the bad guy. Uh, this is really Sam. This is the, the, the retarded side of stuff. And this is how uneducated some of them are. But in a way, I am the educated person, but I'm mildly. I can understand they were brought up. And I replied to him, I was like, hey uncle, just giving you an FYI. Don't forget that your mom was a Jew. He blocked me.
1: <laughs> so Sam, the question for you. Yes. To put it in a question format. <laughs> how does israel such a small country manage to control the entire arab world to such a small details in a small village a guy gets a flat tire and the israel is responsible for it how do you guys pull it off
3: i'll be honest and um, if you look at israel compared to the arab world now correct me if i'm wrong there are 22 arab muslim countries around the middle east and africa is that yeah. all around israel 22 yeah there is one israeli and let's let's put it israeli jewish majority state okay there are arabs are uh, 20% of the israeli state some of them are christian the majority are muslims if you look at the gaza strip and the west bank that is technically not israel Mm -hmm. within the israeli borders the israeli states put aside i'm talking about actual people that are legally allowed to vote in israel 20 percent about our arabs are the muslims or christians (laughs) How the fuck did we manage to be the bane of the entire Arab slash Muslim? If you look at the Arab world, I would guess that's about 100, 120 million people. I think it's bigger. I think 300 something. No, no, no. You're talking about Muslims. Muslims, yeah. So Arab, about 100, maybe 120 million. Muslim, around 300 million, maybe more. How the fuck are we there, Ben? Good questions. I would call that great politics. (laughs) The thing is... I would uh, blame the English on this, but that's my opinion. Oh, I I blame the Mm Saxe-Picot. You heard me say this. Yeah, I know. The biggest problem in the Middle East, and I have a really good friend that will argue about this because he thinks Sykes-Picot was a good agreement. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to give you a history lesson. No, that's going to take three podcasts. Just at okay, to time. Just Google it, please. Umar yeah. right now is already, he's like
2: it's <laughs> running and shaking. It's like, yeah. I can't uh, format all this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Google the Sykes-Picot Agreement. The Sykes-Picot Agreement, bottom line, created what we know nowadays as the Middle East and that really fucked us up it gave gave us about a hundred years of fairly quiet time I mean yes there were wars but relatively peaceful right now the Middle East is falling apart because of Sykes-Picot somehow Israel managed to be the big actually no we just uh, President Harry Truman true now this is like World War One Sykes-Picot is World War uh,
1: 1919
3: <laughs> uh, yeah Sykes-Picot is just about that 1919 something like that and that divided and created the states we know nowadays Jordan did not exist before Sykes-Picot, Israel obviously not, Syria Lebanon, uh, Jordan Iraq all of those countries, as thanks to Sykes-Picot, thanks through the thank, thank God for the Brits because through that uh, we have Saudi Arabia. Before that, you didn't have Saudi, right? Mm-hmm. Correct me, Frost. Uh, I well, sure. I can share light on that after you of what they did to us. Well, but before that, you didn't really have Saudi. You had Mecca, Medina. Had, all it's called the, the Arab that. Peninsula. It was the Arab Peninsula. Yep. Thanks to them, they gave uh, the Saudi family, uh, Ibn al-Sa'ud, what was Al-Saud, the name? Al-Sa'ud. The Al-Saud, Al-Saud, go Al-Sa'ud got the firepower he needed to take Mecca and Medina and create that sovereign state we have till this day. Since I guess I'm, people
2: that had no weapons, by the way.
3: Mm-hmm. And since I'm Israeli, I, I love Saudi nowadays. <laughs> Great country, we love them. Uh,
2: but, God bless Prince Mohammed bin Salman because yes. he is very an open-minded human being and literally put it into the bullshit. Well, Although a lot, of, a lot of people uh, out there now claiming we're uh, in, what are they calling us now infidels, infidels and infidels.
3: Uh, where the Israeli bribed us and they bribed him and America bribed us. Well, y- you know what. Since today, we were actually doing this podcast in the last episode of Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> one, yes!
3: <laughs> one of the things about Game of Thrones is that you don't have absolute goods. You don't have absolute evils. Ben Salman is not absolute good. He's not absolute evil. Is he's, he's a human being. He did some really good shit. Yes, he did. He did some really bad shit that's the bottom line no, no crack- one is absolutely good no one is absolutely I will bad i want go
2: back to my favorite villain and he said a word and i know it's all fictional all fucking games and all these games but thanos from my, uh, the marvel movie avengers he said everyone is a bad guy in someone's story True Let, let's be honest with yeah. somebody you you're a bad guy in somebody's story i'm, up, yeah. I'm a bad guy in a lot of people's stories especially <laughs> people i fired or whatever it has been <laughs> Omar is a bad guy, I guess, with his exes because Omar is just who he is. I have entire is. hate pages on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm he doing had, something right to There's a mind. whole of page against Omar. I'm doing something good in life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but again, um, why I jumped on this, um, it's, uh, it's a fact of life sometimes we have to understand. Um, you are never going to please everybody. And sometimes, I believe, for the greater good, you will piss off a lot of people. Very true. And... I'm a big, big for the first time ever, and a lot of people will hear this from me saying, have become a supporter of Prince Mohammed bin Salman and the new Saudi initiative. Because I think for once, it's a good way. Um, we came out of the fucking, uh, what do you call it? The caveman days. Mm-hmm. It has now sensed Saudi Arabia as the leader of the Gulf. They have talked and made an excellent, actually open-minded deal with Israel. And Prince Mohammed Salman made it clear, the news doesn't talk about it here, but he said, what have Israel done to us? And me, as two people from the Gulf, Umar is from Iraq, uh, I'm my family from Saudi, what have Israel done to us? No, exactly.
1: I think, I think what you were following with what Sam was saying, Saki's Pico is what gave the authority to draw the Iraq map, which Iraq went to war with Kuwait over borders. But technically that border was drawn by the same treaty that gave Israel its borders. So if you if you don't believe in, in Israel's borders, then technically you should not believe in any border because that was the agreement that gave all borders, whether we think right or wrong. And and what personally I I'm, I'm trying to be as biased or and, and stay out of you know triggering anybody. But if we go back history wise, and we talk about Islamic history, Christian history, or even you know ancient history like Babylon history, uh, every single history and every holy book meshes Israel by name. And Except for the Quran. No, the
2: Quran does.
3: <laughs> and it does. not
2: Jerusalem. It does, not Jerusalem, but it mentions, like, a yes. famous story that mentions. No, uh, Samuel, I'll tell you something. And not jumped in against what you understand. But, uh, Umar has a very good point, and mm-hmm. this is what uh, Prince Muhammad bin Salman was successful in attacking and shut down the whole Allahu Akbar movement, crazy stuff. That no, not.
0: exactly
1: what a
2: lot of a lot of like I mentioned in the Quran, which I'm referring to, yes. and a lot of
1: Muslim uh, uh, scientists. Let's say there was no, a, especially a, now, there's a very famous Pakistani guy that actually mm-hmm. been arguing this for many many years. Uh, He said there's a couple mentions, like the very famous story that Muhammad went in his dream Mm. to uh, pray. The faraway mosque. Exactly. But he in the story, it mentions that when he went to Jerusalem, he prayed in a church that was a Jewish church. Uh And he sat with the Jewish tribes. So technically, if you're saying, well, there was no Jews ever there. And this is an Arab land. Then where where did the hell story come up? And And then 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 if you go. Exactly. And if you go, if you go way back. If you go to Babylon times, way, way, way before Islam, then Nabuchaz Nassar, one of the Babylon leaders, went to Israel, invaded, took the Jews as slaves to build Babylon. Mm-hmm. So, if you're telling me that Israel is as not as a country, but as we're talking as a as a tribe that existed there, if never existed there, then where the hell did he get the slaves from? Where did the Quran mention these people? If, if you're saying that they, they, this is not a land that's Jewish, then where did where
3: why is these mentions in the Quran and why is the mentions of an Arabic history essentially? Now, I want to, before I respond to that, I want to say something just to close the loop on there is no absolute good, there's no absolute evils. One thing, Israel, as I mentioned before, the history lesson, we had a war with Lebanon back in 82. When we withdrew from Lebanon in 2000, one of the least... Uh, moral things Israel have ever done was the fact that we literally fucked the majority of the people that were supporting us in Lebanon. The South Lebanese army, that was an Israeli ally, we backed out, we supported very few of them. A lot of them would stay there to be fucked by, you know, the Hezbollah and the local militias and the Lebanese government government excuse me and that was really unmoral for me as well to do the fact that with the syrian conflict and i have a problem with that israel has a huge problem talking in itself as a moral state that we had chemical weapon working in syria in the current conflict the the in the civil war in Syria and Israel did not respond there were uh, burning of people etc in camps in Syria and as an Israeli I'm ashamed my government did not step in because of the Holocaust Then we did not intervene there now if we would have intervened that would have brought probably the majority of the Arab world on us but morally speaking, should we should bad. have fucking stepped in. And I'm ashamed we did not step in. So, not everything is good. Not everything is bad. Now, I want to bring it. I don't want to take it to the religious side of it. Because that will be another three hours of us discussing. But I just want to talk about the real politics of it. Israel is a fact. If you don't believe Jews or Hebrewites or whatever you want to call them lived in the area of canine of the biblical days or the Middle East of our days or what is now known in Israel, that's your right. However, there is a country there, a fucking strong country with what hell of a military, amazing high-tech, pretty decent economy. We're there We're not planning on leaving anytime soon. That is a fact. If you want to argue history, etc. And you didn't push it, so I fucking push it. The Palestinians. Pre-1947, you did not have a nation of Palestinians. Don't look for the Palestinian history pre-1947. It didn't exist. They came from... Uh, Baghdad they came from Syria they came from modern-day Jordan they came from all those areas and settled around there you had Egyptian coming to that area do not look for the history of the Palestinian 347 you're gonna have history of tribes they did not call themselves Palestinians before 47 they called themselves Arabs which is fine however that history lesson put aside, this is the 21st century. Go argue there is not a Palestinian nation. There are as a nation. Now, we can argue what is a nation, how long is the history dates, etc. However, you have a bunch of people living in what we call the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, and they consider themselves Palestinians. You cannot... Rob that of them, regardless of their history. Don't argue with me where they were 200 years ago. Easy. They weren't there. They were not in Israel. However, now they are living there. They have their own nation. They have their own thing, their sobriety there right now, which is nothing to be argued. You will not solve this argument by arguing about history. The reality is we have this issue that is right now. So regardless of history, of history, excuse me, they are there right now. Everyone, when, when I say everyone, it means the Middle East needs to deal with it. And Europe and the U.S. and Russia, etc., are deciding as, you know, powerhouses to deal with it. So Israel is there. They're not going to go anywhere. The Arabs that consider themselves Palestinians, legitimately, at the 21st century, are there. They're not going to go everywhere, anywhere. Now we need to deal with that reality.
1: Okay. So let's push a couple of things. Let's escalate this. So I think
3: you'll need the whiskey,
1: or I need the whiskey. <laughs> Um, but a lot of people would argue, and I've heard recently when I was kind of trying to do research about this podcast, a lot of people argue, well, yeah, we're not denying that there were Jewish tribes that existed in that area, but prior to 1948, after 1948, the Jewish population tripled or or quadrupled because a lot of them came from Europe and therefore these guys are coming from, they're Europeans who are stealing a land that didn't belong to them. It belonged to the Jewish tribes. So why would you give somebody a land that didn't belong to them? Uh, technically almost the same argument as why did the Americans exist because they came from Europe so okay. It's almost
3: a similar argument so before we continue with the rest of the question here's my response fuck you we want it through money buying the land and through blood fighting for the land we're there so my response to that fuck you we earned it keep on Perfect. going so no that, that, that's fair enough
1: and then the, 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 the question that is today forget the history and the argument that I've been making personally is forget whatever history happened, whether you believe it was stolen land, whether earned land, whether purchased land, whatever you want to believe. There's a problem now. There's people who are born second, third, fourth generation in Israel. There are people who are born in the Gaza Strip and Palestinians and who are born fourth, fifth generation Palestinians. Yeah. And they exist. How do you solve a conflict that both people want the same exact land? Obviously, like some of the, of the Palestinian people uh, leadership of the politician side says, we want Israelis to go jump in the sea, we'll take the land, and they will give us all the money, and we will live happily ever after. That's their goal. Well, there are some Palestinian politicians that are arguing, let's go back to 1967 borders and have that border and give two-state solution. Well, there are some that argue two-state so solution will never be okay because the Israelis will not allow the Palestinians to build a state out of fear of rebellion. Even though technically, just so we mentioned for our audience, technically, seven, I think seven Arab countries went to war against Israel. And, and they and lost 47, within, yes. Yeah. Actually, seven, and let's lost see.
3: within six hours or seven hours? No, 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 no. 47 war lasted for. No, good year. the 1967 67? No, 67 was five states. They're very strong states. Less than six days. That's six why days. we call it the six-day war.
1: Six days. So technically, six Arab states, what I'm trying to argue is, I don't think Israel is worried and concerned about their safety from a Palestinian state. They could take six, five states easily in six days. I don't think they're worried it, about...
3: It's very different nowadays because the wars of the 21st centuries are not the conventional wars it's asymmetric wars which mean it's terror bound mm-hmm. now in um, in Ireland we have learned that terror war can win not not to win can reach goals because Ireland received its sovereignty etc and that conflict finally died, thank God, like other conflicts. And it went through bad terror, but the bottom line, they got that um, amnesty, etc., of the war through politics. Now, if you look at Israel and the Palestinian situation, do I see a solution? Fuck no. I don't see a solution because if you look at Gaza Strip and the West Bank, those are two territories that are divided by land that's called Israel. So if you want to go for the two-state solution, that is fine. How do you connect those two lands? You're going to have one state that is divided by a different state in the middle that's a little bit of an issue and every way they look about connecting them without disrupting Israel, good luck. I don't know if you look talking about uh, conquering that area, give it back, give it back to whom? The West Bank was part of Jordan. Do you want us to give it back to Jordan? Fine that'll be a part of Jordan. There was not a Palestinian state to give it back, not in 67, not in 48, or 47. There was not a Palestinian state. The West Bank belonged to Jordan. <laughs> you call it the conquered land, whatever, we, we conquered that from Jordan. Do you want the Jordanian and has been strain over it? I'm not going to argue it. fine, give it to Jordan. But if you want your own state, it's not giving it back to you, it's giving it to a new nation. The Gaza Strip, who was there before? Israel, Egypt. Do you want to give it back to Egypt? Cool, take it, <laughs> enjoy, we'll give it to you. I have one of my really close and dear friends. He's a history major, bartender, History major, uh, one of the most educated individuals I've met in my life. He did uh, he did a paper going through his uh, academic career, talking about the Gaza Strip around three thousand BC, mm-hmm. and you see, and I'm way too into whiskey right now, had way too much to drink to remember the actual uh, countries and states fighting over it. But essentially the bottom line, they were fighting over who the fuck is gonna take the Gaza Strip because nobody wanted it. And they were trying to push it on each other, no one was willing to take it. Gaza is there for like centuries, uh, over a thousand, over 2000 years you had the city of Gaza in that area. So who are we going to give it back to? Giving it back to will be to Egypt. And before Egypt, that was, if you look before the state of Israel, before the mandate from uh, England, that belonged to Turkey. (laughs) All right. The Ottoman Ottoman Empire. Empire. And if you look that whole area, of what we know nowadays as Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, Israel. That whole area was known as the Damascus Peninsula, the Damascus sovereignty. That whole thing was one reign. So if you go by historical terms, it's meaningless. But here's the thing. You are not going to resolve this by history the reality is the present the present is you have the state in israel you want to argue history good luck we have one hell of a military our army is pretty good go fuck with it good luck so so let's play devil
1: advocate here people are saying well the gaza strip Specifically, it's trying to build a civilized, very educated, very beautiful country. Who that the fuck can... is trying to do that? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm supportive that. of him. Who's trying to do that? They're, they're saying they're trying to do that, but the Israelis Who's are cutting that? medical supplies, education, tires. You're not, you're not giving them tires to travel. And you're give, cutting everything on them so they can't build because you're basically making it into to a quote-unquote ghetto because they cannot build
3: anything. They're trying to live their life. Where does... Okay. Gaza Strip, North Israel, East Israel, West the Mediterranean Ocean, South Egypt. Hmm. What are your port of entry? Okay, other Israel, Israel mostly three quarters and uh, two quarters, one uh, less than one quarter Egypt, and the rest of the is the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, so where does the Gaza Strip get anything? Through Israel. But when you cut the a port entry, then they don't have any medical supplies. Why don't they get anything from
1: Egypt? Because they cut the, the entry too. That's not Israel. But they're because they're allies. So they're agreeing with Israel and they're cutting all border entries. Really? And recently, we been, tell
3: Egypt what that's to do. What, that's seriously? what people are arguing. S- no, seriously, we tell Re- Egypt Re- what to do. I, I I'm so s- happy <laughs> to hear that. That's one hell of a country. I'm so happy <laughs> to we tell the Egypt what to do. I oh, recent, recently, I recently saw on
1: Facebook that says the poor guys in Gaza are trying to drive their cars, but they don't have tires
3: because the Israelis banned tires. The, the people in Gaza are fucked. They get about four hours of electricity of a day. By the way, they get it from Israel. They don't really have their own power plants. They get it from Israel. They don't have their own supplies or anything. I would not trade places for five minutes of anyone living there. Right now, they hardly have any water, any clean water. The reality is, is that if you want to blame that on Israel, eh, cool, why not? It kind of sounds cool. It's a great hashtag, blame it on Israel. <laughs> the reality is, are there sovereign government trying to make their life better? Or are they trying to create a Halifa? Are they trying to make the people, there are about 2 million people living in that strip, making their life better? trying to find reasons to get clean water, to get electricity, etc., to make it better? Or are they using the money that's coming in for terror infrastructure? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to calm down the riots by bombing Israel and having the retaliation that's gonna come in one way or another? Or are they trying to make their own lives better?
1: So are you saying the elected,
3: democratic, lovely,
1: educated Hamas government... <laughs> Stop trying to <laughs> fucking instigate me. I'm trying I'm to instigate shit, shit here. Are, is the elected government not trying to build, but you guys are denying them their human rights to build? They can't build anything when, when you're denying
3: them water. They're really good about building tunnels. <laughs> They're, They're bomb- really big, big. They're trying to build schools. They're trying to build hospitals, but yes, bombing Yes, underground. Them. <laughs> but,
1: but every time they build a school, you bomb
3: them. Every time they build a hospital, you bomb it. Fuck that,
1: dude.
3: Israel, have you if you are you familiar with the terminology of knock on the roof? Yeah. Okay, what does knock on the roof mean? When you hear a knock, the whole roof collapses, isn't that right? No, no, no. Knock on the roof, that's the terminology. I'm it's a bad translation, and again, I had way too much whiskey. The terminology means that before Israel hits a building, they essentially call the people via phone calls and send drones or uh, planes to just essentially rattle the building saying, get the fuck out. After they say, get the fuck out of that building, they'll hit it. Why? Because we're looking for the least possible amount of casualties, of civilian but forget casualties. But the
1: casualties, they still don't have a school, because there's no school
3: anymore. If there's they just don't have a school, my question is why? And Israel is... Okay, you need to understand. This has changed, but I'm going back. I know this is not accurate about U.S. military as of 2019. Go back to the beginning of the second Gulf War if you were about to attack a, a city and some sort of infrastructure up to about if i'm correct 30 civilian casualties that was a decision a lieutenant a lieutenant colonel could have made so killing 20 civilians that's something a lieutenant colonel could make his call cool about it. Mm-hmm. He can make that decision, yes or no go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now in Israel, to hit if you have casualties, two casualties, civilian, that goes all the way up to the prime minister. Okay. Mm-hmm. The pri- if if you're about to have five casualties that something is the prime minister needs to decide you have on record and this was released Apache helicopter pilots about to attack a known terrorist someone who's clarified is doomed to die by the sovereign state of Israel argue that or not however you have released videos of an saying, I'm seeing civilians aboard. They make that call. A lieutenant and a major will make the call that we will not attack due to that. There was the chief of Air Force and then he became the chief of staff. And one of the things that haunted him was the fact that he said uh, back, I can't remember the exact year, I think it was about early 2000s. Mm-hmm. There was a fighter pilot that released a bomb that took down a building and killed 15 civilians. And aside of them, some of Hamas chiefs, okay? And one of the things that haunted and killed his career that He was asked about it and he said, you know what? All I feel when the plane drops the bomb is a little bit of a hit in the wing and that is it. And he said that to support the pilot because they were following orders. Now, if I remember correctly, there were 15 civilians or 20 civilians that died. And that was sanctioned by the Prime Minister of Israel to kill Hamas leaders back in the days that it was a... Early 2000s. Okay. And that haunted him, not in the Arab world, that haunted him mm-hmm. in Israel. Okay. So then the question that for he you, said that. Then the question for you who's killing
1: these innocent children who are doing nothing but sitting playing with flowers all day? Okay. That Politicians. Pictures, no, but there's pictures of, of Hamas, or not Hamas, of Palestinian kids getting killed. And they're doing nothing, of course, not carrying rifles or anything. They're just sitting there playing soccer, or so is the media says. But they're saying Israelis are shooting these kids. So they're doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not with Hamas. They're yeah. not running with
3: This bombs. will be the next two podcasts that we're not going to air. We because can uh, I, too long.
2: I, I think what we can do with that. That could be an international one, mm-hmm.
3: that, yeah.
2: uh, Um Go ahead, Sam. Sorry.
3: I'm saying, like, Israel do not use civilians as human shields. So are you saying they're killing, they're not civilians? They're kids. I'm, I'm saying Israel did not, does not use civilians as human shields. Terror organizations mm-hmm. use civilians as human shields. Yes. Now, if you want to take down infrastructures that host rockets and bombs and rocket manufacturing places, and you want to do that with a civilian? That is cool. However, if you create that infrastructure within the schoolyard, if you create that infrastructure within a hospital, here's the thing: Where did in the last conflict of 2014? Uh, where did Hamas hide underneath hospitals? They were not bombed. They know that Israel would not bomb a hospital and their tunnels run underneath that. Uh-huh. If you look of oh they took down a kindergarten they took down a school my question is was there a rocket within that school? Now Israel really does way too much to try to avoid that. Don't tell me that Israel army or military is the most moral military. There is no such thing as moral military. All militaries, bombs areas civilian will die moral is a very fluctuating thing so I'm not climbing on that big tree and that high horse shit will happen the question is and if you ask me does the Israeli military will bomb areas just for the sake of bombing it fuck no I have my own friend And I have plenty of people I know that are PTSD because they saw people shooting at them and they did not shoot back because there were kids there and it was a hospital or they saw an ambulance and they did not shoot back. Until this day, there are PTSD because they saw who's shooting at them and they did not shoot back. Now, some of them did shoot back and guess what? They're fucking worse PTSD because they shoot back. Yeah. And if they hit a kid, oh, my God, they're it's miserable to the this day. They're fucking miserable to this day. You know,
2: um, with all the grim stuff
3: going on, um, a lot of people forget.
2: Um, what uh, have you guys got into even how the Muslims and Arabs live in Israel? Nope. Yeah. Not, okay. not yet. Okay. So <laughs> with a little time we got left. I think I am was like, God damn it. I'm going to hit it a lot. <laughs> So let me get to the point of, I'm, I'm trying to be the, the non-grim here, look at me. By the way, there's a joke running around. So when Sam taught a seminar, he was teaching people how to choke the fuck out of each other with scarves and stuff. Here come Frost. I taught everybody how to choke in different killing. ways. suddenly the attitude went grim and their room got dark. I'm like, Jesus, am I that bad? <laughs> so I'm trying to bring the light here. Sorry. Now, out of this old stuff, I think Sam and I I had to kind of step out. I had an emergency call, by the way, so it looks like I'm clueless here what's going on. But um, a lot of people don't know, FYI, uh, when it comes to Israeli part, as um, I call them democratic and not forget the fucking party. It's, uh, that's a different story. But um, Sam, would you want to shed to us? How much Arabs and Muslims do you guys house? Treat them as you guys' are citizens and the jobs. First of all, remember that when I asked yeah. you about the pharmacy. All right. Who runs the pharmacies in so, Israel?
3: Roughly about 20% of Israel, not the West Bank, not Gaza. 20% of Israel are Arabs, <laughs> either Christian or Muslims. But here 20% we go, Senator. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen, now, by the way? Uh, voting. Full voting rights, etc. Yeah. Now, (laughs) if you go, let's take Tel Aviv, the city I live in. Yeah. Go to a pharmacy in Tel Aviv.
2: Honestly, I'm ignorant because I want to come and visit you guys, and that Tel Aviv is the happening spot, right? Yeah. It's the
3: the New York. Amazing place. That's that's the New York of Tel Aviv. Cleaner. Uh, Amazing city. (laughs) We yeah, Middle are clean, yeah, by the way. For heatheners, that's the place go to go <laughs> to—Heathen City. Are you coming for that party? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> Walk into a pharmacy in Tel Aviv. I will willing to wager you two thirds of the employees in the pharmacy as pharmacists are gonna be Arab descent, sure. either Christians or Muslims. Uh, I don't have, right now, the numbers in front of me. For us, I sent it to you a few months ago. The ridiculous number of pharmacists in Israel that are Arab descent go to a hospital. Any tech in there, a good portion of the medics Mm -hmm. and nurses are going to be Arab. In every hospital. Period. Isn't the chief of
1: police in, in Tel Aviv Arab? No, or, or somebody in the police was an Arab. A few of
3: them, yes, but not the chief. Yes, it was like, like a high chief. senior officer. There was a senior officer in the the border police. He mm-hmm. was the chief of border that's police. That's the guy that was
2: in that documentary. Yeah, that's was what about, I was about
3: that was, yeah. That's the guy. Uh, he retired, if I remember correctly, around two thousand and six. Mm-hmm.
2: But they had it yeah. in a documentary. I don't know what was that documentary about. Krav Maga, yeah.
3: But it was talking about
2: And it him. showed the Honestly, you never seen it. It's Netflix. I've got the name of it, of course. Yeah, Sorry. I've. But uh, we will put it in a link for our, um, our audience. Actually, uh, Sam, it's a very good uh, documentary. Some fighter from here is a Muay Thai fighter that went to, goes to every countries and do that. It's not that show you're going to think of. There's another show. It's only a Netflix special. He went to Israel mm-hmm. and he wanted to see Krav. And they did actually good Krav. It was the good stuff, not the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Put Two podcasts back. But... Uh, but he was surprised of the amount of Arabs, the train. Israelis, and, and, then, and one of the Israeli ships? With there, he's yeah. like, I don't look, and he said, yeah, this is what he said. He said, you never mentioned to me Arab or that, you said, my friends, my family. He's like, and this is the Israeli IDF guy, and he's a trainer. Good trainer, I actually like that show. I got to show it to you tonight, mm-hmm. hopefully when we go home, if we have time. But uh, he said to them. I don't look at them as Arabs or Muslims. This is my friend, this is my student. We all trained together in the gym. They were doing push-ups. He's like, we sweat together. We punch each other in the mouth together. We do all the same. This is different. He's like, you hurt them, you hurt me. This is an Israeli soldier, by the way. He's a high ranker.
1: Just play devil advocate. I saw a meme on Facebook that says, as an Arab, you can get a job in Israel, but an
2: Israeli cannot get a job in Gaza. This is not devil advocate. This is a fact true. And it's a hypocrisy that angers me. And it's very true. I was good to that. You will get Arabs getting jobs, living in peace in Israel, but you're not going to get an Israel living that. And that's shame on Arab countries. And I will say this. They can get mad at me if they now, want. Now,
3: I want to say this. This is not the kumbia things. And when you look at things, let's take you for us. Yes. I'm not hiding our relationship no. at all. When I'm home, I'm saying the person I'm learning Krav from and the person I'm saying, I'm talking about Krav is either Frost or Nickyus. Yes. Those are the two people I send people to train Krav if they're not in Israel. I have some really good Israeli instructors, but if they're in the U.S., I'm telling them, look for one of these two guys. However, that's not to say that you don't have bigotry in Israel.
0: Oh, yeah. That you
3: don't have. Yeah. Saying that uh, I I don't know how many times I visited you and I stayed in your house and uh, how many weeks I stayed with you. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. However, I do have friends and I say that I have this, fuck you, Saudi friend in the U.S. <laughs> that I here we stay go, you with. have to
2: point Saudi. <laughs> Come <be> here, American. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway.
3: Arab. Yeah, Arab. Now, <laughs> fuck you, Saudi, that I stay with. I do have friends that says like, Wait for him to stab you in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. will fuck you. Yeah. Don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I have that. You have bigotry in every religion and every race. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. When I say I have a friend that I consider family in the US of Arab descent and frost, I he's somewhere between my family and friend. Likewise. Okay. And I consider him when when I call him cousin, I mean that, and he's closer to me than I, my blood cousins. Fuck, I I'm not gonna recognize some of my blood cousins if I see them on the street. Okay, Frost is closer to me than most of them. However, when I mention that to a lot of my Israeli friends, they will say, "Wait for him to fuck you. Wait mm-hmm. for him to stab you in the back." Okay, they don't understand that we're. People because we have bigotry. Now, that discussion of why we have bigotry and all that bullshit, fuck that. I'm not gonna get into that because I'm way too drunk and fuck it. I think
2: it's on both However, sides. Though. Of the, course. Uh, Omar, I was gonna say that I was gonna say it. But it's really on both sides. sides. But uh, Omar, um, it's not cutting you off, Sam. Love you to death, brother. But uh, isn't it worse than us in our Arab no, no, it is, it is. It's, uh, there's you have it Sam don't get me wrong but us Arabs it's no, way worse there is a bigotry in the Arab world of course that's our, our age
1: demographic had enough I think that says either you get fucked or they're gonna bribe you with money and Lamborghinis and women, which I'm still waiting for to work for the Mossad. <laughs> so if there is a Lamborghini for me, I'll I'll tell
2: you. Hey, what hey, no, the fuck right to you? No, seriously. somebody somebody. Don't have Lamborghinis. You said, they I said give you. they
1: said no. They will give you Lamborghinis, women, and money to work for the Mossad. I was like, okay, where do I apply? because
2: it
0: actually pretty good. You guys do that. Where can I apply? Cause I, I'm about I'll
1: to bail.
2: I'm have my academy. So I'm moving. I'll apply. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say my grandmother needs you. Can I gotta move and get <laughs> I'm looking for my I, Lamborghini and I, woman. Go. No, 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 no. You stay here. You stay here. You stay with Academy I'm going to apply to my right for right and I'm going to get <laughs> holy shit is that
1: that's true? what I hear it's, it's, it's the mixture I'm like well <laughs> I'm still waiting for that I haven't been offered yet <laughs> so so Sam if you're going to offer it please do it today because it's almost offer... it was my I've 2011
2: it. he never offered me
3: this what the fuck you guys know that I don't know <laughs> Sam you're hiding this from me? Um, I don't know like I would love to hook up myself. <laughs> Before you... I'll tell you what, if I can offer you a Lamborghini, I will ride one myself. Before
2: I'm done. Hey, America, Kansas kind of City. Bye. I need my
3: Lamborghini and my women. money.
1: No, but but to wrap it up, I think we asked a lot of good questions, fiery questions, just yeah. to play double advocate on both sides. But to wrap it up, do you think there's hope for a peaceful future with the things that Saudi Arabia is doing? Jordan, a lot of countries are moving that direction. Do you think these are encouraging steps? that basically quote unquote can resolve a conflict where the new
3: generation can live in peace without killing each other on daily basis. I think the reality of it is, can people figure out the economics so they can live in peace? Yep, here we go. Gaza Strip, people are fucking fighting to get clean water. You cannot have peace when people don't have clean water, Clean sewage. Electricity. Electricity is not AC and Netflix. Electricity means that you buy food and it's going to last for two weeks because it's in the fridge. If you don't have a fridge working 24-7, that means you don't have food. So, do I have? do I see a solution to that that is not economical? No, I don't. However... The parties of God, again, quoting one of my heroes, maybe my only hero, Christopher Hitchens. As long as the parties of God are fighting over territory and the parties of God are fighting over what's right or wrong, there is not gonna be a solution. The question is, are people gonna have enough money and infrastructure to have a reasonable life. As long as you can offer them reasonable life, I don't see a reason for conflict. Now, regardless of if it's Israel fucking with them, or Hamas fucking with them, or Islamic Jihad mm-hmm. fucking with them, or Egypt fucking with them, as long as someone is fucking with them, someone will, be ma- will manage to get terror out of it. Yeah. If you give them infrastructure to live, they'll have something worth living for. Now, do I see a solution in the future? Unfortunately, my answer is no. I don't see a solution. I hear people trying to offer this solution and that solution, blah, 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 blah. Maybe Trump will offer a solution. I heard in the end of June, he's supposed to bring his... Don't (laughs)
2: hold your breath, please. Don't let me
0: hang myself with
3: my belt right now. They're worried about abortion. Good luck. Yeah. Maybe, whatever. I'm hopeful for the future. I want to, you know... As long as people are fighting for clean water, and the thing is, again, what are they trying to build? I will argue... Not knowing anyone in Gaza, I would argue that if you ask the equivalent of you and me, what does he want in Gaza? He wants the same thing you and me want Mm -hmm. a decent uh, wager, clean water, some food, you know, and enjoy his life, providing for his family, providing for his kids. If you ask for his leadership, as long as they want a halifate throughout the middle east uh, it's money driven they're making money off that if they as long it doesn't matter the motive as long as they want a halifate as long as they want to trample all the regimes and they don't just want to trample israel they want to trample israel they want to trample jordan just as much yeah. they want to trample lebanon just as much yeah. They tried Syria, the Russians stepped in, didn't work. Next. they want it, Saudi, Saudi is next. Saudi now same. with the whole movement, as long as they want a halifate throughout, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no solution because what's your solution for people that say, no, we want everyone at Dar al-Islam, yeah. right? Dar al-Haram, Dar al-Islam, yeah. either you're Muslim or you're, not. Or you're about to die. Yeah. That's that, what they, are, they are, I, are on me. I'm
2: very sure there's going to be a fatwa out for me and Omar's head right now. Pretty much. After this podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sam. Again. Cheers. 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 <laughs> you ask. No, but, but I
1: agree with you. Uh, to quote the Green Prince, uh, Mustafa Hussein Youssef, he said, yeah. he said if, if there is peace today, they asked him on CNN, because his father is one of the leaders of Hamas, and he lives in the U.S. He said, uh, well, do you th- see peace? He said, no, I don't see peace. Because if peace existed, my father and the entire leadership of Hamas will be broke and homeless. Yeah, they make money of war, and they will have no jobs, no skills, no career but war. And if you have if you have peace, then they have nothing to do, basically.
3: Now I gotta say this: the Israeli politics. Let's look at who's winning the elections. They're winning the elections based on fear, mongering fear against Islam. Islam, excuse me and the West Bank and the Gaza Strip and Lebanon and Iran. How the fuck did we not talk about Iran till this point? Where have you been for us? You're not doing your job. Anyways, there are mongering fear and part of the fear mongering wins them Election, so I'm not saying Israel uh, well, this is this this, how we win
2: election in the United States. Yeah, that's you know I mean? how
3: you win election by they fucking used way us fear. Muslims
2: sons of bitches after they got their votes. What did they say about it us? Jobs.
3: Exactly,
2: you know what? Here's one thing I go before we go closing in that um, A lot of people um it bothers me personally because I have a friend and a brother I consider them to me family and it's just like us. you know all of the three here sitting What bothers me the most um the vision, and I've heard this even from Americans, and I'm not talking about Muslims, by the way, or Arabs. Um, looking at Israel just like a nuisance. But here we go. As much as I'm not a fan of him as you are, Netanyahu, but the men have stated: um, Israel plays a big role in the economy of the future of the, of the world. Amazon, mm-hmm. Apple. Uh, what else? What other technologies? The leading technologies right All now we researchers have. Are All of it come from there. Medical, amazing medical, even breakthroughs have came from there. But they, you guys are so hampered with this bullshit stigma that me as a person, like, you know, I'm sorry, but I even say the gift of self-defense. I scrubbed my guy. However, it got went the lot came from you guys, honestly. And it got hampered so hard that it literally covered the good you know, everybody, even here, the, the people here are not innocent, by the way. I, I've, I've sat on mm-hmm. American people that I even told them, and I was like, holy shit. And they said us Arabs are fanatics. Literally, white people saying things Israelis. And I'm like, wow, okay, never mind. Because I had even one, one client that came in to me, he was like, you're not teaching that uh, Jew thing.
0: I said, like, Jew thing. Was
2: like, Jew thing. I'm on a Jew. church. <laughs> I was like, first of all, this is at a temple. And. I don't know what you think, but he just insulted the, the woman that gave birth to my mother and all my friends that is in the grave. He froze. He's like, oh fuck, it looks like an Israel, because he doesn't know what I am and he sees my name. I just fuck with him. You know how I like I like to fuck with people, especially ignorant mouth breathers. And I said, second of all, I was like, you're coming for self-defense called Karat Maga, huh? He's like, yeah, it's like he came from the Jews. And he just froze. Never seen him again. That just ended it. But anyways. Sam, um, I know we bu- uh, killed time. I see Omar now shaking. He's like, oh God, I have <laughs> a lot of editing to do. Sam, as always, it's a pleasure, my brother. An honor to have you. And I am pretty sure the segments are gonna do so good that we're gonna have Assam moments with us all the time. <laughs> pretty sure in the future, we, I mean, hey, technology makes it easier. We're gonna have Skype phones and everything. True. So- um, If we don't get killed over this. Yeah, I, I, there's a fatwa coming. <laughs> there's a fatwa. We want the head of Omar Aswad and Okay, <laughs> add that to the people that hate us on
1: the <laughs>
3: Omar, before you close, the only thing I say, I can say for closing is, thank God we did not speak about religion. <laughs>
2: I tried to avoid that. That's another one coming. But Omar like, I got a wedding, guys. Please wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's wait until the wedding before I get blown up. But anyway, my brother, no,
1: it's Danny really good. We appreciate you being with us. And uh, guys, we'll link his Instagram. Go like him, follow him, and like our page. And thanks for listening.
0: Thank you to our sponsors, sponsors. Warrior Culture Gear, custom designed and hand printed apparel made by and for the modern warrior, Warrior Warrior Fuel, Kansas City's best pre-made healthy meal delivery plan. Feed the warrior in you.